Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today we have my dear friend, Bailey Rain, who I just adore. She is the cutest, cutest thing. She was also um, a star of her own episode on the series Hot Girls Wanted, which as most of you know, I was featured in episode one. So that kind of brought us together uh, closer a little bit as well while we weathered the um, attention and the controversy that that series has procured. And I just think that she's a really intelligent, well-balanced girl. She's really got her wits about her. She's got her head on straight. And I think that you guys are going to absolutely adore her. And don't forget to rate, review, and share my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Okay, everybody, welcome to another edition of Holly Randall Unfiltered. And today I have a special guest, Miss Bailey Rain. And I also have my lovely assistant, Michelle, who's going to chime in and kind of add her comedic sense of genius to the episode. No pressure at all, but you better be fucking funny or you're fired. <laughs> um, so, Bailey. Yes, Miss thank you Bailey. for having me, Holly. You're it's welcome. so exciting to be here. <laughs> you know, I remember when I first shot you for Twisties. And you were so... The, okay, here are the two things that I remember the most about you. It was so long ago. Oh, you, my God. Oh, God. You were so... I mean, you're still cute now, but you were, like, <laughs> so cute back then. You were, like, a little bit more innocent. And I remember I, I put you in these heels, these really big red high heels that I still have. And every time I, like, pull those out for shoes, I always think about you. They're, like, the Bailey Rain heels and, like, how you could not walk in those things. Like, literally, you had to take them <laughs> off just to walk, like... From one room to the next, or I had to like hold you because you were just not a girl who was into wearing heels. Holly, has anything changed since then? No. Exactly. The <laughs> other thing was okay, so whenever I shoot girls, I always ask them, like, you know, what kind of music do you want to listen to? Because, you know, I want them to listen to something that makes them feel sexy and beautiful, and everyone's got different musical tastes, and the day is always about the model, right? You want to know what Bailey chooses? Fucking show tunes. <laughs> Show tunes. Broadway Idina show Menzel tunes. is beautiful and sexy. <laughs> we were listening to like Frozen while she was like spreading her vagina. I was like, this is okay, really, that was really right after awkward. Frozen came out. Go, I hadn't even. I, I didn't even know that was on the playlist yet. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. And 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 normally, like, I can handle it all day, whatever the girl wants to listen to. But I have to admit, about halfway through the day, I was like, Bailey. I you can, can we change the music, please? Because I'm about to blow my fucking brains out. But then what did we listen to? I don't know what did Classic we Classic rock. We listened oh, to okay. Boston Radio. Okay, yeah. And it was fucking awesome. I was fine with that yeah. because everybody knows, <laughs> who knows me, knows that Led Zeppelin is my favorite band of all time. So classic rock was good. But yeah, the show tunes got a little, a little We're much half. after We're a half while. Half. We're having half with the music. That's okay. <laughs> so you just mm-hmm. finished... A, you just had a crazy month. Today's June 1st, everybody, by the way. Oh and God, Bailey just God, finished. She had quite <laughs> a May. She did her camathon. So tell us about that. Um, first of all, thank God it's over. 
Whose phone is on? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. No, it's not me. It's actually probably me. I'm trained. I'm you trained. know what's hilarious is like literally ninety <clears throat> percent. Oh, of the time. oh, guess who it is? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, let me just just quick side story. So like, you know, I'm the director and supposedly the boss, and it is like whenever a phone goes off while we're shooting, it is always my phone or it laptop. Is, or a laptop, always. And every time I'm like, whose fucking phone is on? Who left their phone on? All pissed off. And everyone's like, oh, I know. it's you. It's always me. Even it's when I'm in charge of your phone. Even when yeah. I'm in charge. You borrow it for a second and the sound gets turned on. And I don't know. And then you're yelling at people. <laughs> and then I just, yeah. I just, I, just, I just want reasons to yell at people, even oh though it's, it's my fault. <laughs> <That's pretty funny. laughs> um, oh, so May. Um, Every May and October, I do a camathon on myfreecams.com. And it's like hell. <laughs> <laughs> so you love your job. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but I camp every single day. And, you know, anywhere from like six to eight to 12 hours every day, no days off. And I don't know if you can imagine like fucking yourself with a dildo for. <laughs> No, no, I can't. But like, I mean, do you not, do it I'm while not, you like eat do sandwiches? <laughs> like, you have to stay nourished. I imagine. I do I, eat on camel. I have I think so her, many questions. I think her question is: Is there a dildo in your vagina the entire time? Yes, that's um, basically no, more not the whole time. Because Michelle's a lot always, of it. Like, yeah, got a dildo a in her mm-hmm. vagina right while now, or my right butt. Or, oh yeah, you could. <laughs> you could totally get away with that here. <laughs> uh, this is the crowd for it. Um, <laughs> now I do have a video out there of me fucking myself with a dildo and the um the my free cams camera is on my pussy with the dildo and then i have a second camera on my face and i'm like fucking eating sushi while i'm <laughs> fucking I, I love how it's sushi it's very um, classy of, well, yeah of just, all of not like things. a hoagie or like a it sloppy joe whatever was in my fridge i guess I <laughs> it could have been pizza for all i care but i was so hungry i could not wait till after the show and I, and i can't log out to go eat so you can't i mean if you log out you lose all your viewers you have to start all over again when you log back in what do you have to do when you go to the bathroom Leave the cam on and run to the bathroom. It's like it's like missing the movies when you're in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, hurry. Yeah, as fast as possible. Mm. And then you come back and then you're like, "What happened while we've gone?" (laughs) Sometimes like, "I don't know." You're the star of the show. Yeah, Yeah, like sometimes people will tip like thousands of tokens while I'm gone just to see my reaction when I get back. Because then they'll talk and get it off the screen. I'll have to scroll up to find it, and they just they love it. But I hate it when they do that because I. I feel like I missed out. I feel yeah. like they were partying without me. I hate when people give me money too. Yeah, <laughs> when you're not looking, it's the worst. I, I, it's just I'm like, stop giving me money when I'm not oh looking. It's just so annoying. <laughs> oh so, so you're done. Well, I mean, I'm still going mean, to camp this yeah, month, obviously. but I'm not going to camp like that. You're not going to for camp six every months. Day. <laughs> and when's your next one? Um, October. You are. Crazy. If I do another one, honestly, I'm getting old. I'm tired. I sit on the floor the whole time. Like my back is killing me. Like I am actually starting to feel like I'm getting older. <laughs> I can't. Welcome. Sit on the just, floor that just, long. just wait. Good force. <laughs> Welcome. You're not even thirty yet. I don't want to hear that shit from you. Yeah, <laughs> Still. Michelle, we're like the same age. <laughs> Still. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I whatever. Age is all relative because you know someone is gonna be listening to this who's like fifty-five and be like, "Fuck yeah. you, bitch! You're thirty-eight. Shut <laughs> yeah. up! Like you're, you don't know what old is yet. You know so." It's all relative. We just work in an industry where everyone is fucking 18 years old, so. 
which you know? is kind of weird when when people ask me to do girl girl. I'm like, is that the girl is younger than my little sister. I don't know if I could lick her pussy. <laughs> I've like I am now at the point. So I've been like waiting it, yeah. for this to happen because you know obviously every time we shoot a girl, we have to you know get their IDs and photograph it, make sure they're of age. And you know as time has gone by, um, the age of birth on the uh, driver's licenses has gotten higher and I've been waiting for it to be the year that I graduated high school. And it, that finally happened a few years ago. And I just remember being like so devastated. Like the first time I got a girl's IDs and I looked and it said 1996. I was like, Oh fuck, you were born when I graduated high school. Like yep. I've been dreading this day. <laughs> and now I've shot a couple girls whose mothers are the same age as me. And that just makes me want to throw myself out of fucking window because I'm like holy shit I'm the same age as your mother because I feel like I don't know I still feel like we're contemporaries I still think I'm 25 like it's just it's ridiculous wow I was depressed when I saw a a girl's ID and it said 2000 yeah I can't imagine what I'm going to do when it says 2010 (laughs) are you about to Um, give me the gift yeah I'm giving you a gift Um, this is from my free cams I know you like tea I do based on your Instagram posts anyway (laughs) (laughs) my free you know this is so funny so the present I was going to give you okay so I knew that Bailey was going to have a really crazy month in May and that she was going to be camming every day because Bailey also does a social media for me on some of my shoots and so she wasn't available for all of me and I was sad about that um, so I knew that she was going to have a strenuous month ahead of her of eating sushi and fucking herself with a dildo. So I, I don't know. I only just discovered this meme. I don't know how I just discovered it. Cause I just think it's the best thing ever. So, um, everybody knows that Britney Spears had a really bad year when she shaved her head and went crazy and attacked, you know, that car with the umbrella or whatever the fuck it was. Right. So there's this meme on the internet, and it's a picture of Britney Spears, and it's that one like really famous picture of her with a shaved head, and she's looking all aggro, and it's crazy, and it says, if Britney Spears survived 2007, you can survive today. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to get made on a mug to send to you so that you could survive you your May Camathon. Oh but my god, that would have been perfect. I know, and I was so bummed, and I ordered it from Amazon, and then like weeks went by and it didn't come, and then finally like I like you know filed a not a dispute, but, like, asked why it wasn't coming, and then Amazon was like, oh, this seller, like, fucked off or something like that, so. Where the fuck's my mug? That's what you should have said. (laughs) I know, right? I mean, it it would be very easy for me to, like, reorder it for you, but now that I feel like I I told you about it, now I don't want to give it to you anymore. (laughs) I have a birthday in October and a short memory. Okay, great, great. (laughs) Then then maybe you'll get it in October. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be fucking perfect. Oh, my God. So wait, so tell me, okay, because I'll be honest, I've never really watched a girl's cam show before. Um, What do you do? Because I've seen, like, you have, like, a wheel. Don't you, like, play games and, like, Uh, stuff like that? everything. Because you've got to make it, like, interesting for the viewers, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can't just be, like, you, I mean, as fascinating as it is to watch you fuck yourself with a dildo (laughs) and eat sushi at the same time, I would imagine that after, you know, eight hours, it might get a little old. I do a little bit of everything because you have to keep the room moving. Um, I spend a lot of time doing, like, drinking games and spinning the wheel, the wheel games. What's Um, on the wheel? The wheel has a bunch of different prizes on it. They tip a a set amount. It's usually 111 tokens. And um, they spin the wheel, and it has Sphinx, Flash, um, Ice. I hate Ice. Oh, my God. I'll get into Ice in a second. Um, 
blowjob tees, like, um, let's see, videos. They can win videos. I, they can make me do push-ups and squats. Ugh. Uh, yeah. yeah Michelle was like, why would you put that, that, that Everything else was fine. Yeah, that she took was me like, back. Ice banks, <laughs> dildos. She's like, squats? Push-ups. Oh my god! <laughs> well, the squats are like legit too. Like I put the camera on the floor, and my pussy has to touch the camera, and then I stand all the way back up. There and we I do go. Two of those. And man push-ups, not girly push-ups, even though everyone makes fun of me. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. But the ice. Oh my god, I hate the ice. Yeah. Okay. Take an ice cube and you rub it all over your butt or your tits, and no matter what you do, it is not pleasant. Because it's going to melt and get all over you yeah. no matter what. So it, it'll either get all over your legs or all over you, so, <laughs> depending on which one you... Because if, if you, like, melt it on your tits, it's going to go down your belly button, down your legs. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Into all the crevices. Yes. The nooks and crannies. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, so are you upset about this because it's cold or because you're it's getting wet? It's fucking cold. And I'm wet. I usually jump on my bed and just roll around, kind of like my dogs do after a bath. <laughs> do you like run out in the yard and like roll around in the dirt? Because that's what my dog does. Shake and then just come and ruin the carpet. Roll all over the bed. <laughs> Which they like to watch too. And I have a giant teddy bear. Sometimes I'll just hump that and dry off. Like, it's, oh, yeah. yeah that's you know. totally not weird at all. Not on MFC. I, I guess not. Does One the teddy time, bear have a name? Humphrey. Oh, that's my dad's name. Oh, Wait, dad's are you serious? Name? That's my dad's name, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, is there something you're not telling me? Oh, Obviously not. Did you see my face just now? <laughs> really she is bright red, by the way. <laughs> really glad I asked. Oh, you met my dad, didn't you? Uh, no. no I didn't? met your mom. Okay. I, it's going to be fun mom. when you meet him now. I'm such a fan. Well, I'm not going to mention it, but someone else probably will. <laughs> God, don't tell them that. My dad will be, like, so excited about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it actually was really great when you met my mom because – so the thing is, is, like, um, for those of you who don't know, my mother is Suze Randall, and she's a pretty famous erotic uh, photographer, um, but, you know, she's retired. And a lot of, like, the new girls don't know who she is. A lot of the new people coming into the industry have no idea who she is. And so um, a lot of times when I'm shooting at the ranch, which is, I shoot at my parents' ranch a lot, um, you know, she'll meet new models and they'll have no idea who she is and they don't really pay any attention. Which is so sad. I know, they'll be like, who's like this? <laughs> like, literally, they'll be like, I remember once actually she walked out and this one girl went like, <gasps> and covered herself up. She's like, oh my God, who's that old lady? I'm like, dude. You're fine. That's Suze Randall. She's seen way more shit than what you're showing right now, girl. You have no idea. Like, they're like, that is, did not phase her at all. Like, you do not need to be scared about my mom. Um, but I remember when she met you, you were, like, excited. And you were like, oh, I'm such a fan. And, like, my mom loves that, you know, because she never really gets to hear that anymore. And she's, she's not in the industry anymore. And so she was just, like, so excited that, like, you were, like, fangirling over her. Well, I thought it was so cool that she had such a like major role in the documentary. Like, yeah. So I've been fangirling for a while, but it has been legitimized. Like she is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny because now that 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 the doc and the documentary Bailey's talking about, by the way, is Hot Girls Wanted Turned mm. On, which we will also get Sorry. into. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, saw that documentary and they were like. Dude, your mom, I had no idea. She's fucking rad. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, I had guys come into my camera room and say that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I've been talking about Suze for forever. <laughs> Have fun. 
get on board. You have a lot of research to do, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny too because like whenever I mention your name because she was asking me who I was doing the podcast with today, and I was like, oh, Lisa Ann, and then Bailey Rain's gonna come in later, and she's like, oh, Bailey, is that that lovely sweet girl? She calls you the sweet girl. She's like, oh, that's a sweet girl. It's like, oh, it's because she kissed your butt, mom. That's why you love her. <laughs> well, that and I wore a really cool T-shirt for her that one day. Oh, right. When she right, wouldn't right. look at my T-shirt, and it, I, I kept asking you to make her look at my T-shirt. <laughs> So what was, <laughs> was the one that said sometimes I wet my plants and it has some plants and a water jug. <laughs> but Bailey was so proud of it. She was like, everybody please look at look my at shirt. My look at my t-shirt. <laughs> she thought it was funny. <laughs> um, okay, so Bailey, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us about like where you grew up, what kind of environment you grew up in, all that kind of fun background stuff. Um, I come from a background that uh, allows me to think sometimes I wet my plants is funny. First of all, <laughs> Midwest, we have our own so little Midwest, sense of humor. So Midwest, that is funny. Yeah, we have our own little sense of humor, and we don't care what anyone else thinks. You West Coasters, you. Okay. <laughs> um, I grew up on a farm in Indiana. Uh, I miss it. I really miss home. I'm going back later this month, and... It's just, it's so different from L.A. Like, everyone knows everybody, um, which has its drawbacks, too. But it's it's just nice. I, every time I go to town, like, I know almost everyone I see in town. Uh, we're a couple miles away from an Amish store where we can go buy, you know, eggs and pretty much any groceries we need. And I've we know it's never, all organic. So it's I've pretty cool. I've never seen an Amish person in real life. Really? Uh-huh. Hey, you want to come home with me? <laughs> well, Bailey, I mean, Jesus. I mean, it's still early days. Oh, my God. <laughs> a drink for us, girl. Shit. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, it's it's different, but I, I love it. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. And you grew up in like in a pretty conservative background, right? Uh, my parents are pretty liberal, but literally everyone else in the town is not. No. Like population-wise, <laughs> what are you talking? Are we uh, talking like one street light? 2,000 people in the whole city. was like my high city. school almost. Jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. So like I said, everyone knows everybody, which does have its drawbacks because I, I told my mom what I do during the documentary, for the documentary, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my mom fucking outed me. Yeah, Yeah, they they didn't include that. that. They didn't include it. How'd that go? Um, pretty well. She uh, she had to one up me. (laughs) She said that my brother was conceived on a family member's tombstone. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I mean, my mom wins. There you go. I thought it was because my mom told. I think my mom told me that I was conceived on acid, and my brother was conceived on. Mushrooms, maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, I remember that like little tidbit of information. I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad. But then again, like my parents were doing a lot of acid back then. So that might explain some Good things for about them. me. Yeah. Hey, man. It was, as my mother says, oh, darling, it was the 70s. <laughs> it was, it's the 70s. My parents, my parents loved acid. Like they oh loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she, she took it pretty well. But the first thing she did was tell everyone. Oh. So every time I go home now, 
all these guys are like, hey, you want to come over? I haven't talked to you in 10 years. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kind of surprised. Out of the woodwork, of course. <laughs> I'm yeah. just surprised, though, that, like, it took your mother telling everybody because, I mean, you've been modeling for a while. And, well, it's you Amish know. country. Like, nobody has I fucking know, internet. Have, <laughs> come on. They have the internet. They have it, but it's internet. so slow. Like, my parents have, um, well, they just got rid of dial-up. Now they have, like, dial-up this. still exists? Yeah. They um they have like this box that has to get a signal for them to have Wi-Fi, but there's no service. There's no cell reception right. at, on the farm. So not only does your phone not have reception, but neither does the Wi-Fi box. So you're just sitting there trying to upload a picture to Instagram so people don't think you died, and it <laughs> takes like 30 minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> so I mean, it would take them a lot of effort to research me. <laughs> I, I feel of like because I just know you know so many girls who come from like a small town. Like once like one person finds out like everybody finds out and just that person was her mom my mom was that person (laughs) surprised it wasn't like some young like boy maybe went went on vacation to somewhere that had wi-fi and like (laughs) found your pictures that was that was my university (laughs) that was my university anybody on rom springer might have seen me (laughs) (laughs) never know (laughs) no my uh my university found out that way um i came out and shot porn for like I don't know, a month and then someone saw an ad on Chatterbait that mm-hmm. I and it wasn't even like a good ad like I looked like shit in this one because the makeup artist was like a total ugh. but <laughs> like this is the picture they take to show everyone at my university and I look like I look like a two dollar whore. Aww, <laughs> everybody knows you're a three dollar whore. I, five. I was. I was five. <laughs> All right, let's. Not get too, let's not get too excited but here, girl. No, I was just so disappointed. I was like, there were so many better pictures taken of me with my tits oh my God, out. Well, I hadn't worked with you yet. <laughs> I, I didn't work with you until uh, January of 2015. Yeah. Yep. Technically, two dollar bills are rare, by the way. So you know, you can take comfort in that a little bit. There you go. You can be a two dollar. She's, she's like, no, oh, that didn't help. It didn't help at all. <laughs> Try and work with me. Work with me. Oh gosh. So, um, so you okay? So I shot you for Twisties, mm-hmm. and then I got to shoot you for Playboy, which was awesome. And then she became Playboy Cyber Girl of the Month. And this is actually when I discovered that Bailey Rain can twerk like no other like you have some serious twerking skills and I just say like I am so jealous because like I cannot twerk and like I would really love to learn to twerk I feel like my life would be complete if I could twerk properly and I just I even took a twerk shop and I still can't do it and so like when I see you like shaking your booty like the way you do it I'm like fuck how does she do that it just looks like it takes like such serious muscle control and I just feel like I just I'm never gonna get there <laughs> you took a twerk Shop. I took a twerk. Well, it, she called. Well, officially, it was called like a pole dancing class. I call it a twerk shop because I think that sounds better. Okay. You know how they say the <laughs> and the, they did teach me how to twerk. <laughs> and you know, there's like different like, times of twerking. There's like the salt and pepper where you like push your hips forward, and there's like the one where you stand and like move your thighs. And there's like there's like several so many different, different ways kinds of to twerking. gyrate. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just it's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they say the easiest way to teach a kid how to swim is to just throw them in a fucking lake? Well, yes. Well, you know, where I'm from, that's just what they oh, do okay. and why I'm terrified of water now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was at Sexpo, Australia, in Melbourne. Um, 
I was on stage. They kind of tricked me into this. It was like a, a twerk competition, but I was already on stage as part of the MC thing, mm-hmm. and they just kind of threw me into it, and I didn't know how to twerk. So one of the porn <laughs> girls came up on stage, thousands of people watching me, and just starts moving my hips and teaches me how to twerk in front of all these people. And it was fucking horrifying, but it worked. <laughs> oh, my it gosh. Worked. It did, because <laughs> honestly, They just threw like, me in the water. <laughs> you, are, you are such a great twerker. If you, if you guys go to Playboy Plus and you go and you look yeah, at um, the stuff that Bailey and I have shot, you'll see quite a bit of twerking in the videos. Thank you, Holly. So I appreciate it. what kind of twerking it. do you do? Do you do the hips one or the booty or the I do a little bit or... of everything, I think. Love I don't know. I've just been kind of practicing the standing up stuff now i'm really good at at the hands and knees twerking mm-hmm. i'm not good at the laying down twerking uh mm-hmm. do you remember um jalissa was that her oh, name yeah. she and i had that little twerk off yeah and she like starts laying on the ground yeah. doing the fucking worm but mostly just her butt was moving yeah. it was i i have well, not she's got figured a butt. yeah yeah she yeah. does but. So, so for those <laughs> but. of you who don't know who jalissa is it's uh jalissa lynn she's also um another playboy model that um i have worked with she's a real sweetheart she's so sweet and she has such a nice booty such and nice i don't butt. know how she twerks that way so i mean holly i'm still learning yeah <laughs> well you know aren't we all aren't we all we're just we're just students of life mm-hmm. students of butt shaking <laughs> <laughs> so um one other thing that we share in common is that we were both featured in a re- recent documentary called hot girls wanted turned on which has had some controversy surrounding it. Not my episode, I'd like to say. Yeah, your episode was My amazing. episode is the good one. Yes. Nobody complains about my episode. <laughs> episode one is free from all drama. We never would have seen that coming either. I know, right? I'm just like, thank God. Like, people aren't bitching about my episode. Because all the other ones, people are like fucking pitchforks and like torches well, and shit. Nobody's even like watching it. Like, everyone's complaining about it. But I would say 60% of the people that are like really upset about it it have not even watched it well that's the thing with social media i mean the way that like you know these whole things like just kind of take on a life of their own you know and they just kind of snowball and like everybody jumps on board and Mm -hmm. it's just like you know and people don't do their research and people don't you know like know the facts and they just go off but what one person said because you know whatever you read on the internet is true right you know i mean you don't actually need to like go and like research and like find out the facts because like if someone said it on twitter then it must be true well coming to your own conclusions is very difficult it is it (laughs) is (laughs) but no i mean i i don't think people are watching your episode or else they would be like oh my god you know yeah. It's not all bad. Like, yeah. you're allowed to hate certain episodes, but still think that this aspect and this aspect were great. Right. Or, you know, you you don't have to hate the entire thing just because yeah. someone tells you to. Like, right. There were fantastic aspects of the series, as well as a few that could have been way better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think there was definitely, um, you know, some things that could have been handled with more care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that there were some girls that were upset by certain things, and, you know, that's 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 very unfortunate, you know, and I'm always one to advocate, you know, like um, protecting the girls and, you know, just making them feel like, you know, just I just want them to have a good experience mm-hmm. and, and to feel safe. And, and I know that, you know, there was there was some issues with that but yeah I mean you know I've just I had some people kind of come to me and they were like well you know like you should be standing in solidarity you know with with the entire industry you know against hot girls wanted because of you know what 
and I'm not going to go into details and I'm not going to fucking take sides because everybody's got their story and it has nothing to do with me. Um, but you know, like I'm really proud of my episode and I had, should a, be. Yeah. I had a great time. I really liked the producers. I'm going to come out and say it. I really fucking like Rashida Jones. She I'm sorry. Awesome. I know everybody she wants to awesome. like kill me for saying that. Well, your episode was her episode. Right? I know. And that, that was I her baby. I, I mm-hmm. That was, I think and one she took of the it to own, a festival. I'm pretty sure that that yeah. I don't quote me on this, but I think that might've been the only episode she directed. Now, she was a producer for the entire series because, like, her name was on it and, like, she came up with the idea and she did the first Hot Girls Wanted. But in terms of, like, actually being on set and, like, directing an episode, I'm pretty sure mine was the only one that she did. She wasn't on mine. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so I got to spend time with her and, um, you know, I really liked her. We really jived. We knew some of the same people. We went to, um, you know, high schools near each other. We're about the same age. And she was just a super cool down to earth girl you know like I just I really dug her so when you know all these people want me to come out and they want me to hate on her because you know they don't like the way certain things were handled I understand their position and and you know and I'm I'm sorry that this unfortunate things happen but I'm not going to be bullied by the court of social media to you know join in with the crowd with pitchforks and torches and you know go on this I hate Rashida Jones bandwagon Mm -hmm. because you know other people had a bad experience. I had a great experience with her. I am proud of my episode. I have no regrets. I'm glad that I did it. And, you know, that's just, that's how I feel about it. And all we can really do is stand by the people we worked with. You know, right. we can't speak for the other producers because no. we didn't work with them. It was kind of an anthology. Right. In a way, like the series, right. they had separate producers, separate directors. So you and I can sit here and say, you know, we had a great experience because we did. But at the same time, we acknowledge that the other producers were not people we worked with. We can't, we don't know what yeah. happened in those yeah. other episodes. We can't right. say we do. I right. mean, they followed you for how long? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, off and on for like six months. That's Maybe crazy. A little more, actually. They followed us for four days. Four so, days. <laughs> you know, they follow certain people around and you get so much. And like you said, the different producers, it all leads to different content being mm-hmm. thrown I think, out there. I think, especially, too, with our episode, they knew what they wanted. You know, they had, a, they had a very specific idea of what they were... I mean, Rashida really wanted to show. I think, especially as a... To counteract, you know, um, the way that the first Hot Girls Wanted um, was received, she really wanted to show the other side of the industry and to show, like, um, female empowerment and to show, you know, women in power and a more positive side. So I think that, you know, they had a very specific, like, idea that how they wanted to structure the show. So they, they knew what they needed to get and they knew how to put the story together. But I think with you, I think, you know, they had an idea going into it, but your story kept evolving and it kept changing as new people came in. And so they, you know, just had to kind of follow the story and see where it went. Well, and, and we were trying to, <laughs> we were trying to guide the story into a more positive direction. So we kept adding more people. <laughs> um, and, you know, in the end, at, I guess at the end of the day, it just didn't seem realistic. So yeah. they just, you know, they stuck with the original and threw a few positive stories in here and there. Right? And But here's the other thing, too, about um, documentaries is that they're generally not, like, feel-good, happy pieces of television, you know? I mean, I can't remember the last documentary that I walked away from thinking, like, I feel so good about that. I feel so (laughs) much better. I mean, you know, think about, like, these... I mean, the last documentary that I watched, besides, you know, mine, was um, The 13th, 
which was just like, which is about like the prison system. And, mm-hmm. and it was just mm-hmm. like, I mean, infuriating, you know, and like an inconvenient truth. And like all of these documentaries that, you know, like have been popular and have, you know, really, you know, brought a lot of attention. They're generally not like happy-go-lucky. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's the, yeah. the thing is too, is like, unfortunately, we're still talking about entertainment, mm-hmm. right? And we're still talking about media. And people, you know, they want drama. They want conflict. That's what sells, you know? And and in the end, you know, despite whatever, like, the producers may have wanted, in the end, you know, I, it's the big guys that call the shots. And, and mm-hmm. they're going to direct that in the way that, you know, what's going to sell and what's I think, is going to capture people's attention. So, you know... Yeah, the drama definitely sells better than <laughs> the... Uh... I know, I know, right? <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's not like they made anything up. No. If I'm going to be upset with anyone, it's going to be the individuals who gave them that footage right. that made all of us look terrible. Right, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, same thing with the original Hot Girls Wanted. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we can be mad at the producers for making that, but... Those girls were in a bad situation, yeah. you know? It's not like they made all that footage appear from thin air. Yeah. So. I mean, the thing is, yeah, the thing, <laughs> the con, like, the issue that I took with the first Hot Girls Wanted, which I think a lot of people agreed with, it was, very was that narrow. it was a very narrow yeah. aspect of the industry, and it was kind of, like, to the uneducated viewer made it seem like the whole industry was like that. And then mm-hmm. just, just to inform people who don't know, so the first Hot Girls Wanted, which came out, like, what, a year ago? Oh, two years ago. A couple years ago. 2015, I think. Yeah. So it was about um, the amateur porn industry in Florida. And I followed this agent, Riley, and, like, his girls. And, um, you know, there's... Look, there's a lot of dark corners to this industry. And there's a lot of sleaziness. And, and they focused on one. a lot of bad <laughs> things that happen. There's a lot of good things that happen, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was a focus on a not-so-positive aspect you know and I mean there were even things in there that like and I've been in the industry 18 years you know so I've kind of seen it all and I was aware of facial abuse you know it's it's so facialabuse.com is a website um that uh several of the girls that were featured in the first hot girls wanted worked for but I didn't I thought it was just like a really rough like kind of degrading like blowjob website which is whatever I mean look I'll be I'll be honest like I love being degraded in bed as long as it's in bed, like while we're having sex with the consensual partner, you know, like I, I don't know why I love being talked dirty to. I love being called a dirty little whore. I like being slapped in the face with dick. Like I'm weird like that, right? <laughs> you talk to me like that outside the bedroom, I'll fucking punch you. But in the bedroom, I'm into that. Um, but the thing is, is that struck me with, with the facial abuse videos is that before the sex starts, like, the director or whoever it is sits the girl down and just verbally abuses her. Mm-hmm. Like, like calls her racial slurs and, like, tells her she's no good and asks her, like, did your uncle touch you when you were young? And, like, all this, I mean, just fucking disgusting. Like, just, like, so they're, like, trying to emotionally break you down before, you know, they put you in the scene and then, like, literally, like, physically break you down with, like, their dick. But it was just, like... I mean, that to me, like, was abhorrent, and I can't believe that that anybody would go shoot that. I mean, the issue is it sells, you know? And the, and the thing right. is, this so is America and First Amendment, and the First Amendment it, is yeah. there to protect 
the things that we don't like, not to protect the things that we do like. So you and I can think that that's fucking disgusting and it's vile, but the thing is, is that, like, if it's consenting adults, it is what it is, you know? My issue was that she didn't get paid enough for that. That was my issue with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that was my main issue. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm not going to sit here and like judge people for mm-hmm. being into whatever. Because I'm into some weird stuff too. Not that I'm going to go into that. Um, <laughs> no, no. Let's go into that. <laughs> no, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, no, like, she did. The dildo and eating sushi kind of weird stuff. Or Sometimes I watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I don't think she was paid enough. I don't think the girls were being compensated enough for mm-hmm. what kind of hell they were putting their bodies through that was my big issue with it yeah um yeah it was it was pretty like upsetting (laughs) as a whole it's just terrible in my opinion but i'm not gonna like yeah say it shouldn't right (laughs) i mean you know we can't say what shouldn't shouldn't be like in in our industry it's a dangerous thing to oh exactly i mean the thing is is like if you you know you as long as it's not like illegal like you know obviously involving like children or like Mm. animals or and no one's actually like being harmed or taking advantage and it's consenting adults exactly yeah you know, people can do whatever they want to do, and you and I can think that's disgusting, but that's, you know, that's... But we have to respect that right. Exactly, and we live yeah. in a free country, and there are people out there who think what we do is disgusting, too, you know? Exactly. But they don't have the right to tell us whether or not we can or can't do it, and that has to be across the board for everybody. Exactly. That's how I feel about people that do push-ups, you know? Like, that's my right. <laughs> it's just, just disgusting. <laughs> just absolutely disgusted uh, by people who do push-ups. And squats. Dealing with your body. And squats. <laughs> <laughs> So then after seeing that Hot Girls Wanted, what made you want to partake in this new one? Well, when they approached me, um, you know, they they were very open. They said that they wanted to do a another, um, well, they just said another documentary at first. They didn't say it would be an entire series. And I just knew about the Cam one for, the Cam episode for a while, um, the fifth one. And they were just like, you know, we think that we focused on one small area and we want to show a broader, wider group of people working in this industry. And I was like, fuck yeah, thank you. Yeah. Get Holly Randall in on this. And I didn't say yeah, that, but that, they said you were I, already in on it. That's, that's why. how I felt too, because they came to me. It took them some convincing with me too, because, mm-hmm. you know, like so often, you know, in this, in this industry, we see documentaries, you know, and they, and, or whatever media around the porn industry, and it always gets kind of twisted, and they always focus on the negative side because, you know, again, that kind of sells. sells and, and there is a lot of negative sides to the adult industry. Um, you know, this is just a fact. Again, there's a lot of positive stuff, but there's negative stuff too. It's like with any, any industry. industry. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when they told me that they really wanted to do an episode about, like, female empowerment, I just felt like... I felt like this, okay, yes, this is my duty to do this because I feel like I really do want to show that there is a different side to this industry. And there are people, there are women in this industry who work behind the scenes who care about the people that they shoot and they care about the girls and they care about their products. So I felt almost like kind of a responsibility because I was like, okay, if I say no, they're just going to go film somebody else. And I just felt like me with my mom and the history and everything, I just felt like, I hope that I was a good representation of that side. So, yeah, that's why I agreed to do it. Well, I agreed to do it because they said you were already doing it. <laughs> so it's all my fault, basically. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they told me what they wanted. But I was still kind of on the rocks or on the fence and on the rocks. Uh, I see the, <laughs> Almost I see the alcohol over there. <laughs> um, and, you know, I lost, I lost the cam episode because I couldn't find a, um, a person to go meet. 
Okay, like so the, like you're talking about did. the fifth episode mm-hmm. with Alice Frost and yeah, yeah, and oof, and dude, so that's a, that's a that episode made my like yeah, that was really well done. I gotta say, and well oh. produced, and like totally made my fucking skin crawl and made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, like in a good way, like you know, like it it really it like, was very evoked, raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, invoked a lot of emotion for me, and I was like. <laughs> I mean, pretty much all the episodes were crawl except for mine, to be honest. Um, well, I couldn't find someone to meet with me, so they just, I don't know, I thought I was just done. I thought I yeah. was out. And um, they came back to me with this idea. Um, they had more questions about what I do in the industry outside of camming. And, um, you know, when they said they wanted to involve my agency and everything, you know, I went to John, and I was still kind of on the fence. And I was like, well, who, who all are you working with? And they said, um, Erica Luss, mm-hmm. which was also a big one for me. I was like, well, fuck, you know, if she's doing it, and Holly Randall. Um, and they listed a couple other people. They said Lisa Ann, but I didn't see her. Lisa was in my episode. She was in your episode? Yeah, she okay. kind of brought them to me, actually. I oh, think, okay. Yeah, they were in connection with her. I can't remember why, but she well, actually put me in touch with the producers. I... I thought she had her own episode, so <laughs> when I didn't see one, I was like, She might have oh, been too upbeat. They weren't, they weren't going for upbeat yeah. and fun and happy. And her story Lisa was Ann, way too positive. Yeah, they're like, okay, she's way too happy. She's people. got her shit together. Just cut her she's out. She's like, you know, had a Mm-mm. successful career in the industry, Mm-mm. and then she left, and she she's smiles. doing great on her own. That is not going to sell. Well, there would have not been one breakdown in her episode, let yeah. me tell you. Well, they listed all these wonderful people, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. I just hope my agency can behave itself during the filming. And that did not happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's no, fine. It did not. So There's tell us a little bit about, you know. Okay, so so in the documentary, you're, you're working as an agent um, as well as obviously like a model. And you're trying. So really what you're trying to do, which I love and I love about you your intentions and I know you as a person and I know that you have good intentions despite what some people might try to say about you on social media I know you're a good person and I know you have good intentions so they can go fuck themselves because they don't know you um thank you and that you really you know you wanted to bring in girls the right way and really show them how to you know navigate this industry in, in a positive way and to really make the right decisions and to make careful decisions and to really guide their career along a path that is that is best for them because everybody is different and there's a lot of girls in this industry who probably shouldn't be in this industry because the thing is is like if you have weird like sexual hang-ups or weird issues issues substance abuse issues the industry is probably not going to help with that so there are some people who are working in this industry who probably shouldn't be, might be better off somewhere else. Cause it's not easy. It's really not. And it's not for everybody. And, and I really liked that, you know, that you really tried to help girls and, and lead them down that, that path because you and I have heard so many stories about agents who bring in, you know, uh, un, uh, naive girls and then have them doing like crazy anal DP gangbangs right out of the bat. And they are not ready for that emotionally or physically. And then, you know, they, they don't um, do anything to, you know, kind of like establish themselves as a brand because especially now with the internet, you know, it's really allowed models to be able to take control of their career and to to make a name of themselves because, you know, back in the day, like, I mean, back, you know, in my mom's day, 
like you were subject as a model to the whims of the director who was subject to the producer who was subject to the distributor. There was like a chain of command, you know, and you did not have the direct access to your fans. And now with the internet, girls really do and they have so much more control over their careers and they can be so much more powerful. And, and that's what I love and I think that that's what you were really trying to, to show people and to teach the girls. <sighs> Holly, yes. I hope that you saying that doesn't get you the backlash that I got. <laughs> 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 if you say that not everyone who's here should probably be here, apparently people get pissed off. <laughs> they think it applies to them. <laughs> well, if you think it applies to you, then it just might apply to That's you. Like I'm just saying. No, on a serious note, like it's, I've gotten a lot of backlash, but it's not like I was recruiting girls from like their personal Twitters or Facebook pages or high school or yeah. college. Right. Like I was taking cam girls and strippers. Yeah, so girls who are already working in, in the, the sex, sex industry. industry, right, and. A lot of them are already doing this, like right. not on camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say everyone in the documentary was doing, you know, yeah. escorting work beforehand. But I think I uh, can say that one person was, and we all know who, because <laughs> she said it on the fucking documentary. And I don't know why she would say that in front of the camera. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm taking girls out of the same situation and. Like putting them into a safer one, a more controlled one. And I feel one. like you're trying to empower them too. Yes, I'm trying to teach them about business and owning their own content. Um, you know, running their own social media. Like I've had girls come to me; their agent runs their social media, and they're adding like kids that are under 18 to their like follow list. Like they're following just random accounts. Like the agent oh, no. isn't checking to make sure everyone they follow is over 18. Right. So you have these porn girls that are following high school kit. Like it's just yeah, that's not good. Like I. I have, I have girls come to me with all kinds of weird situations, and haters going to hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to do something that I think is right. And yeah. when I get all these fucking comments, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe you should focus on your own career because uh, you obviously have way too much time on your hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're worried about what I'm doing. Like. Yeah. I mean, how did you feel like, okay, so I know that you were nervous before the, the documentary came out because we all were. We both were. You and I were both, like, terrified. We were like, oh, God, we don't know, like, how it's going to, because you just don't know. You don't they know can, how they're going to they twist it. They can spin anything yeah, in exactly. any direction. Like, yeah. And, and again, like I said, you know, I love the producers and I had a really good experience with them, but I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And look, too, you know, like, you don't know how Netflix is going to take it because, mm -hmm. you know, like. Uh, you know, Rashida may want to go one angle and, and Netflix may, and I don't know this happened, I'm just saying, like working for a big corporation like that, they might say, no, we want to take this path. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're a big conglomerate and, and they don't care if they piss a couple of people off because they don't they're have a to. huge corporation. Yeah. They got other shit going on. A lot of other a shit. A lot of other shit going on. Except this is... for Arrested Development. Yeah. Oh, fuckers. Bitter. <laughs> Hear that Netflix? We're angry. <laughs> That's what you should be really complaining about. <laughs> they take the rest of development off, not about the things people don't like about Hot Girls Wanted. There's the real battle. <laughs> and honestly, I was I was saddened that they they kind of focused on the negative in yeah. my episode. But again, you know, I do understand that people remember the episode. 
because yeah. of that drama. Yeah. It, it sold. It sold really well. Like, people yeah. are always, like... They asked me how uh, the blonde girl is doing, mm-hmm. and people are genuinely concerned. Yeah. So they are emotionally involved in this episode. Yeah. But if they had only showed, like, just everything being perfect all the time, everyone would be like, oh, this is a list of facts. Yeah. And then they would forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if so. they had followed, like, more of, like, Selena's story, which was, I think, like, a more positive mm-hmm. one, right? Because I've never shown oh up God. with her before, but we brought her she in seems to have her to, shit like, together. try to save the day, and I guess Netflix didn't think her story was worth telling because they <laughs> they they could have, like, just thrown in an extra ten minutes of Selena and changed the whole thing. Like, yeah. I was so pissed they didn't include more of her story. Yeah. Because that was a lot of my time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, um... Because I kept telling everyone, I was like, all right, we're done. And then three weeks later, I'd be like, okay, now we're really done. And then three weeks later, <laughs> okay, we're really done now, I promise. Like, I was even I, I was even at Selena's helping helping film the episode. And yeah. they didn't include any of that. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. shoot a uh, lot that they don't. It's like, because they only shot us for four days and they still shot like minuscule amounts. I was like, wow. Yeah, Nuts. they did a whole interview with Michelle. They didn't use. They used. They did a whole interview <gasps> with Lisa Ann. They, they did. Use. I was too funny. See, I told you there. She was too interested. They were. They were oh, really yeah. too funny because she was just gonna overshadow me, and I didn't like that, so I made them take it out. Yeah. Oh well, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know, Michelle's just making Holly look really boring. We're I actually wore makeup and earrings that day. <laughs> earrings. Looks like a real girl. Earrings. <laughs> Big deal. Holly didn't even know my ears are pierced. It worked with her for like a year and a half. That's true. I didn't know. She's like, your ears are pierced? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, and, you know, look, it's easy to sit here and speculate about, like, why they made this choice or that choice. And the thing is we don't really know, you know. And it's interesting being, like, you know, because normally I'm the producer, so – it's weird. It's like a part of me sort of like has a little bit of sympathy because I understand what a massive project that must have been to take on and like all the little details and like the little details that they should have checked and the approval of (laughs) clips that probably should have been approved and all of that kind of stuff. And again, this is all just hearsay we're trying to be vague here trying to be vague we don't really know the story i don't really know the story i've I've, you know i hear one side or whatever and um but you know we don't really know what happened behind the scenes and i can just you know i can only imagine because and also too they like put that together in a fucking short amount of time i thought it took forever but (laughs) six episodes from when they filmed it to when they finished it yeah no i totally agree can you imagine the fucking hundreds of hours of footage they must have had to go through I mean, holy shit, that's a lot of work. I think um, they told me that they needed a minimum of 90 hours for me. Yeah. They got, minimum. They got enough. They got more than that. They yeah, so, so 90 hours <laughs> for a one-hour yeah. show, right? So, well, yeah. 50 minutes. That's what I'm saying. They could have, like, thrown in an extra 10 minutes of Selena at the end. Yeah. Everyone would have been happy. <laughs> Is there anything about, like, your story or that they shot of you that they – you wish they would have shown? Um, me telling my mom what I do for a living, that would have been really nice. Because um, they sent me home with a camera. I didn't go home with a crew. I went mm-hmm. I went home with my own 4K camera. And, you know, I did, like, video diaries. And, you know, I, first thing I did after I told my mom, I turned on that camera. And I was like, she's fine. Did you she, have the she camera on me. you when you told your mom? She would kill me. So No. no. Well, just, like, in, like, a, you know, like a... Like a Nanny no, 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 teddy bear no. cam no. set up. Mm-mm. 
Did you bring Humphrey and like? Yeah, Humphrey. Humphrey, Humphrey is seven feet tall. Humphrey's not a travel companion. Wow. Humphrey is a se- Humphrey is a seven foot tall. You can't teddy get like bear. an emotional support teddy bear. I would yeah, be teddy so bear. buff if I like carried Humphrey Humphrey around like. <laughs> but no, um, I wish they had included me coming out to my mom and telling her what I do for a living because, honestly, that was such a big deal to me. And yeah. I did it because of the documentary. Right. Well, you ha- so, kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, my parents don't have Netflix. Actually, I don't know anyone in my hometown that has Netflix. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> I want to go to your hilarious. hometown. But on Fridays, everyone drove their tractors to school. <laughs> it's like the slowest <laughs> ride to school ever. Yeah. That Why? is amazing. Like, and they would all stop at McDonald's. It was just ridiculous. Do you guys party in the cornfields? Um, or do you guys party? We... Party, okay. like I'm talking yeah. moonshine. Let's like. go in the in the corn. I've always wanted to party in a cornfield. Oh my gosh, it's, it is actually pretty. I fun. feel like but it's not a, a, a cornfield. You fulfill. You're you still want, young. You want to make sure you like are in the actual cornfield itself. Like maybe just the field next to the. Yeah, cornfield. I don't want like corn of the kids, kids of the corn, child, children, children of, of the corn. Corn, <laughs> corn of the that kids. movie freaked me out because I live like cornfield on each side of my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaked me out. But no, um, I wish they had included that. Um, I wish they had included, I mean, more of Selena. Obviously, it would have been so positive. Oh, my God. It would have been so much more positive. Um, there were a few things they left out with other girls, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I keep telling people this, but it, the documentary, the feel of my episode could have been way Worse. Yeah, you it could have been better, but it could have been way worse. You like asked there to take were out a lot of stuff, there right? were very specific things I requested be taken out. I'm not going to say who, yeah. but there were conversations about drugs going up buttholes mm. right in front of the fucking cameras, and who has a better coke dealer between the models? <laughs> talking that, talking about that right in front of the fucking cameras, like mic'd and everything. I'm like you. Fucking idiots! What are you doing? Are you trying to ruin us all? They were trying to, they were trying to give their coke dealer a plug so they could get a deal. Oh I no! Oh no! No no no! And then one girl in front of the camera says, "I am a coke dealer." Oh god! Solid. Okay, so I don't understand this. Like, because when you're really high, you forget the cameras are there. I was well, gonna say like, I was, like you do have you think to. That, like uh, some of these girls just kind of like because because I can imagine if because again we were only followed for four days, right? So if a camera crew is following you for a long period of time, you probably maybe sort of get used to them and kind of forget they're there and then just start speaking freely like you would normally do. Do you think that that was the case? I never forgot they were there. I did. Really? Well, when we were on set, because I was running around and like I was mic'd, but I wouldn't be where they were. So I forgot that I was mic'd. So I'd walk into like the wardrobe room and girls would be like talking shit. And then I'd start talking shit. And I'm like, oh. The microphone they on. Did, you did have a nice little uh, sound bite in there when you went, this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever shot <laughs> in the middle of the scene. Well, Which, it was. It was. I mean, that, that <laughs> man of I was about to ask, statement. what was it? It was. It was. Oh, yeah. They had, yeah it was, it was a Dungeons and Dragons kind of themed um, movie, which is just uh, not my thing. And, um, <laughs> but... You know, so I mean, it was it was the writing was like Shakespearean. I'm like, no, just say it in your own words. It was too. But I think oh, it, no, was, no, no. it was supposed Guys who to play? be. No, yeah, it was, it was like, no, they're going to get really. It into was it. good, but yeah. you need this 
the right girls for that. Right. You need, yeah. Yeah. Girls that are, like, articulate and are experienced with a lot of dialogue. Because there was a lot. There was a lot of dialogue. Of dialogue. And it was difficult. And, dude, I can't fucking do that. No, I would. There's no way I can do that shit. Mm -mm. They had me do dialogue at the very end of my, um my episode like recording and it was just so funny because there were a few things I said that they didn't get the sound bite like clear but they had my lips moving and they mm -hmm. wanted to include it so they literally just hand me a fucking piece of paper and they say read this I couldn't do it the way they wanted me to do it <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do dialogue looking at the dialogue <laughs> so no I, girls who can do dialogue they're like my heroes yeah it Good is not them. easy it is not easy and <laughs> I mean, I, I know, like, for us, like, the day that they, they filmed us shooting was uh, the Jada Stevens and Derek Pierce. July 21st. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was, I shit you not, it was the worst shooting day of the year. That was absolutely outside, my worst right? day. Yeah, it was my worst day. Okay, so so this is, this. let me just set the scene for you. Because I don't think people appreciated what we put Jada and Derek through that day. It was fucking awful. They're rock stars. They're rock stars. Like, so much respect to those two because, like, it was a difficult, difficult day. So, first of all, because it's, like, a fantasy, you know, role-playing game movie, um, they have to be in costume and they have to stay in costume even while they're having sex. They can't get like completely naked because then I guess it takes you out of like the role playing, right? So Jada's wearing chainmail. Chain mail, fucking chainmail. A huge, heavy, woolen, black coat, uh, cloak. Um, Knee-high, high-heeled boots. It's 110 out. We're shooting outside she has to do a sword fighting scene, which she only got to practice with for, like, 20 minutes before we shot. With, like, like a real... I don't know if it's a real sword, but it was heavy. It wasn't a plastic sword. I'll put it that way. It was heavy as No, fuck, it was heavy. Right? And she's on uneven ground with, like, wood chips, right? So high-heeled boots on, like, wood, like, dirt and dust with wood chips. It's hot as fuck out. The chain mail with the sun beating down and heating the chain mail it and it's to burn on her. you. It starts to burn her. <laughs> so we would have to like stop and like, you know, like pull it off to make sure that it wasn't getting too hot on her skin. And then so she should do this whole sword fighting thing with Derek and this like dialogue. And then they have to have sex like in the sun like, in the fucking heat with, like, most of their wardrobe still on. And it just, oh, my God. And it was just, like, such a fucking long day. And then Netflix was there as well, you know what so I mean? So everybody had to be nice to each other. Yeah, so. <laughs> bullshit. But I started to lose oh it God. towards the end. It was everybody actually, cried. Yeah, everybody cried. Well, n well so, it was, so it was funny because, like, so Netflix, you know, got whatever they got. And we were still filming. It was the, the longest day ever. And so, like, we're still filming, right? And so Netflix is, so Rashida's like, yeah, I think we got everything we needed, blah, blah, blah. See you later. Okay, I'm like, okay, see you later. So, like, the drama happened, like, after they left. Because, like, the, later, like, Jada and I, because Jada was so exhausted, poor girl. And, like, she had to get home because she was traveling the next day and she would like, take care of her dogs. And, like, you know, we were there way longer than what she expected, than any of us expected. And um, she had to get back, but I had to finish this scene. And, like, she didn't want to, like, leave because she, like, didn't want to let me down because, you know, she wanted to be a team player. But it was, like, and I, it was just, and so, like, we both, we both cried after the scene, like, just fucking, like, just lost it. And I was like, Jada, I'm so sorry. She's like, I know. It was just, and I was like, thank God Netflix left because we were just, like, 
Oh, yeah. the worst. Yeah. That is rough. It was the worst. It well, was really hard. She looked fantastic. She and lo- she looks fantastic on Netflix. Yes. So that'll be out there forever. Yes. So yes. At least it's kind of paying off. I right? mean, it, you know, it, it's, and, and <laughs> people talk about these Man. days all the time, you know, like you, when you're doing feature movies, they're long days and that's a lot of hours and it's exhausting, you know, and, and the process itself can be fucking brutal. But, you know, when you see the final result, you're like, okay. It was all worth it. But at the time, when you're in chain mail and it's 110 out and you're like falling over in high heeled boots, like in yeah. the dust and the dirt, like <laughs> it does not feel worth it at the time at all. Well, and scenes like that, like, make me really respect male talent. Oh, like, God, yeah. I, nah. couldn't, I could not get it up. No. In 110. Yeah. I, no. I was like, I don't know. I, I know. I was like looking at Derek the whole time. I'm like, I don't fuck are you doing this how are you doing and also too like jada like how are you like riding him right now like fuck dude if i'm if i'm like doing reverse cowgirl for like two minutes and in bed with air conditioning on i'm done you know like for for so much i mean honestly like when i watch (laughs) these people perform i'm like how do you like i still i've been doing this for 18 years to this day i still think like how the fuck do you do that for such a long time? He didn't even really take any breaks either. No. Like, yeah. most guys are like, let me jump in the pool for a minute or yeah. something. And he's yeah. just like... It was... Wow. Yeah, it was it was a rough day. Good for them, though, man. Yeah. They're troopers. They are. Oof. They are. It was, it was <laughs> not not easy. <laughs> um. So you're still, like, kind of... Are you still, like, doing any, like, agency work on the side you still like trying to bring girls in or trying to recruit girls at all or um kind of i mean it did not pay well and by that i mean it didn't really pay at all all. (laughs) (laughs) i kind of got uh screwed over but um i do not work for matrix anymore Mm -hmm. and i i have like a ton of girls contacting me because of the documentary so right. I'll, I'll send their info to you know a couple of companies um maybe a couple agencies um but honestly I'm, I'm not like seeking anyone it did not pay well and it, as you guys could tell in the documentary it was not worth the drama yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so being I, an agent is out of the question for you being not an agent interested is really fucking difficult and i remember it saying that my mom used to always say like being an agent was like one of the worst jobs because like it is so hard, you know, just to, to sometimes take these girls and try to give them the right direction, you know, and like they're just, some of them are all over the place and some of them are off doing this and they're flaking and they're not showing up and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just like, I mean, I, I don't know how the fuck they wrangle. It's like herding cats. I don't know. Like, how you well, do and it. you can't just have hard workers because, no. you know, you gotta, oh, I almost said something really superficial that would have been funny, but so mean. <laughs> um, no, you, you can't know if everyone's going to be a hard worker before yeah. they come out. You don't know who has issues with like drugs or alcohol or I mean, I did not run into that issue very often, mm-hmm. but the few times I did were on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that wasn't the norm. Right. It's just what people will remember and it really sucks because I've worked with some fantastic girls. Yeah. Like I'm not going to uh, lie, I kind of want to hire Selena after seeing her. Like, <laughs> she looks like she has, you know, her head on her yeah, shoulders. Exactly. And I'm sure we'll probably work with her eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was wonderful to work with. She's not happy with the documentary, and she's not happy with me for not absolutely hating 
the documentary. Like, I, I don't hate it. I don't like a bunch of, like, aspects of it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to dismiss the entire thing. Right. And she's upset about that, but... Yeah. You know, I, I really hope that she's getting a lot of exposure because I feel like everyone who watches it thinks that she's a fucking badass. Yeah, I thought she came yeah. off great. Yeah, like, she I looks fucking said, amazing. I hire her. Yeah, like, exactly. So it's, you know, I hope she comes around and sees that this was a great experience alone just for marketing herself. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a great opportunity for them. But, um, you know, I. Let's see. I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna tell a story. Um, the first girl I helped recruit was Kenna James. No way. Who was doing fantastic? <laughs> yeah. Um, she signed she to had, XR, right? Uh, yeah, she signed a contract. Um, and wasn't she the pet of the year too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, um, that girl's killing it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't find her. Mm-hmm. Like John, she she went to John, but mm-hmm. um, John sent her to me because she wasn't sure if she wanted to come out. So she and I like have this long uh, DM conversation on our Twitter is like, you know, I'm just walking her through the process and, you know, reassuring her about coming out. So that was the first person John sent me to, mm-hmm. to help, like, get out here. And she would have been amazing in the documentary. Right. God damn it. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, every time I watch this documentary, I'm just like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I know. I know because it's like, I mean, you know, and again, like this is with any industry, you know, we have girls come in who, you know, uh, like I've said before, it's probably not the right job for them. And then we have girls come in who fucking own it, you know, and it's, and it's, and they do amazing and they do amazing and it's the perfect job for them. And it's a great opportunity. And, you know, they really, they give it their all and they, they create their own brand and they, they really, you know, make it theirs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's just varies. Mm-hmm. Well, the last girl you picked up. Um, Lena. That's Lena, right? Yeah. Because I remember we shot her. She was, um, we had like a cancellation and she was a last minute replacement and we had to do a solo that day before mm-hmm. we did the girl girl. And I was like, well, do you still want to do a solo on her? And Holly's like, well, does she even like have a website? She's like brand new. And she wanted to do the solo. Like, she still wanted her content. So, like, when I saw her get in the car and you're like, most important thing is owning your own content. And, like, one day when she does have a site, she's going to have a Holly Randall photo set, like, to put up there. Wait, yeah. who are we talking about? Uh, Lena, Lena Anderson. Anderson. She's um, tall. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I have, like, one of the most amazing pictures of her yes, and yes, wedges. Yes. When yes. I'm that day. Lena, that, yeah, she was really sweet. Yeah, that day yeah. Uh, in the documentary, you know, we filmed a girl-girl and a girl-girl-girl-girl scene for her mini vids i set up a mini vids for we filmed all this content for like she was just she left my house with you know like 20 30 minutes of content that she can sell forever Mm -hmm. they didn't include that in the documentary (laughs) (laughs) worked my butt off on that (laughs) well that's why we're here we're here to talk about all the things that weren't in the documentary (laughs) and all the things that should have been in the documentary it's just funny come on guys Throw me a bone. <laughs> I mean, are you ultimately, are you kind of like, do you, are you glad you did it? I am. I am glad I did it. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of work into that. I, when I was doing that job, I put a lot of effort into it. Um, and it's nice to be acknowledged for the hard work that I did mm-hmm. when I was trying to you know, help <laughs> these girls. But yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't the most fulfilling job. Yeah. Because you can't make people do what you want them to do. It, the yeah. world doesn't work that way. No. You <laughs> and can't I can't people... be anyone's mom. Like... Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> Bailey, thank you so much for coming in. 
Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. See you. And um, so for those of you who don't know, Bailey does social media for me sometimes. So sometimes you'll catch her on set doing like my Snapchats and my Instagram stories. And and it's a lot of fun. All that kind of stuff. Especially when I get yelled at for Holly's phones sound being on. Yeah. And, and she'll have like three phones on <laughs> yes. her, so she looks like a total drug dealer. Bailey, I had, really six, funny. I had six phones one day. She had six phones one day. Yeah. I was like, what? She's <laughs> like, this one's for this, this one's for this. Well, this we had two this, girls. This this. We had Holly's. I had two. And then Were you doing else. social media for Playboy that day too, maybe? Uh, no, it was Twisties that day. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Because I know that we've done like takeovers for like, um, we did like, we've done some Snapchat takeovers for Playboy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a grip of phones. It's hilarious. I did look like a drug dealer in Michelle's defense. Yeah. Like, is that yeah. your is that your new path in life, or well, what's what's I mean, next for you, Bailey? I don't know. Just so don't, I'll keep my options just open. Don't admit, <laughs> just don't admit that on camera while you have a documentary being filmed about you. Seriously. <laughs> well, if I do, I won't be upset if they use the footage. <laughs> So, oh, Bailey, tell us uh, where we can find you on social media and your website and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, it's a list. Um, everyone can find me on Twitter at the Bailey Rain. They can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at BayRay92, B-A-I-R-A-Y-92. Um, I'm kind of on Facebook, but I hate it, so don't follow me there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have BaileyRain.com, and right now I have BaileySnaps.com if people want to purchase my Snapchat. And it's pretty fucking awesome, so they should. They should. Mm-hmm. They should. And actually, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Bailey is going to be um, one of my models for my upcoming workshop. Yay! In June. So much fun. June 24th and 25th. Yes. So this will be my third workshop. Um, and Bailey's going to be one of the models. And, and I'm so excited. I'm excited. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. My students are going to love you. And I'll, I'll be there for social media when I'm not modeling, too. Yeah. It's and Jalissa be will so be the model fun. on the other day. Jalissa will. And we'll have another twerk off. Oh, my God. We'll have a twerk off. A work off, twerk off. <gasps> maybe, mm. we can have this, maybe we can have my students like judge the twerk off. Oh, oh my God. God. You, oh, my God. They would love You have to get into it, too, Holly. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh. if, if there's just take, what you learned at the twerk shop. I better take some more twerk shops done before I do that. Take some more twerk We'll turn her workshop into a twerk shop. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Two, two for wine special. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, Bailey. Well, thank you again for coming. Thank and you for having everybody, me. everybody, if you want to see us on TV, we are streaming on Netflix. Hot Girls Wanted Turned On. And you should watch the episodes. Mine is episode one, and yours is episode three. Three, and then you can draw your own conclusions as to what you think about the controversy and all that. You don't fun have stuff. you don't have to watch the other episodes. Yeah, they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean actually, to be honest, the one I the, the, the cam girl one, one yeah. was like that was like yeah, the it was cam heartbreaking. Girl one was, I I could see so much like reality in it though, yeah. like. No matter what was happening, I was like, I know someone that this reminds me of. I know someone who that like it was yeah. very real and raw. You know what was <laughs> weird? What really got me um, was at the very end when um, he drops her off at the airport and she like leaves and he's like got tears streaming down his face while he's watching her go. And and I'm thinking from the cameraman's perspective, of course. And the cameraman comes around to get that hero shot. You know, he does like that 360 like around the guy to like. Get like you know he starts from the side and comes around to get the front of his face to get the full like weight of his heartbreak and emotion and and I was just thinking to myself like fuck dude if I was that cameraman I would be so incredibly uncomfortable 
shooting that. But I would be like giggling. I'd be uncomfortably laughing. I was just like, I, I, I for some reason, I just <laughs> like kept thinking of what, because like, no. it felt like such an intimate yeah. moment, you know, and I just felt mm. like, God, what would that feel like to be like shooting that as the cameraman? It's like, oh. I mean, people think that what I shoot is uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. What I shoot is not uncomfortable, but to like filming yeah. somebody's heart, like actually breaking. Mm-hmm. Like on camera now, that like yeah. the only thing better would be to film Michelle laughing. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'd be such a dick about it. I'd be like, I'm sorry, dude. Just go on. Like, I just get a nervous laugh. <laughs> no, it's okay. I do it too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Bailey, for coming out. We thank love you for you. having. Thanks, Michelle, me. for joining. Thanks, Michelle. You're awesome. Thanks. Well, I really hope that you guys loved that interview with Bailey as much as I did. I just adore that girl. You know, there's an interesting dichotomy with her. She's kind of like this sweet, almost um, conservative-seeming Midwest girl, but then obviously she's got this kind of wild sexual side to her as well. And I think that Bailey really embodies the modern, um, you know, female sex worker where she has used the advent of the internet and she's used technology to her own advantage and she's been able to control and manage her career in a way that's comfortable for her. She runs her own business, she produces her own content, she puts everything out there herself. And, you know, nobody really has been able to tell Bailey what she should or shouldn't do. Bailey only shoots solo girl, you know, she's she's never really ventured into hardcore and she's been able to keep a successful career through that because she is her own boss and because she produces all her own stuff. And I just think that she's a great example to show you that you really can come into the sex industry and you really can do only what you're comfortable with and you can still make a living out of it. Now, if you're a guy who thinks that, you know, you can be a porn star, you've got a big dick, you like to have sex, you don't want to miss my next podcast with one of the top male performers in the industry, Charles Dara. He is an athlete, sexual and otherwise. He was actually a competitive jiu-jitsu athlete, and he is somebody who's really going to shed some light on what it's like to be a porn star in the adult industry. And I think he's really going to surprise you guys, so make sure that you give us a listen next week. And don't forget... Rate, review, and share my podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all the other fun podcast platforms. Thank you so much for your support. Bye.